Hello and welcome to the Freeman Field Podcast, the podcast where three friends who had their dreams of being professional footballers dashed away as children when one at birth was confined to a wheelchair and the others two discovered food have their say on the Premier League. Well, ladies and gentlemen, the Premier League has started. Yes, it has, hasn't it? It's really great. It's back. It's fantastic. But we in the Freeman Field Podcast are changing our formation a bit. We're adding four to midfield. We, we, need, we need a defensive midfield. We need someone to bolster our defence. We like to attack us, we don't. Oh, we oh, are we a diamond? Arsenal. Oh, we're, we're a diamond. Arsenal. Three, three midfield. Is it It's a 2 1, 2 1, 2? I don't know. 1 2 1. But just call it a 4 4 2 diamond. 4 4 2 diamond, narrow. Okay, right. There you go. FM tells. <laughs> of course, I am Cagle. Darren is next to me. Michael's here. Who's the fourth guest, though? Who? Who? Fourth, who is there? It's Introduce it's yourself. My name is Chris, um, and I'm the guy you love to hate. I'm going to be giving you inside knowledge from the refereeing world. Well, Guys, he's a ref. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, no one, no one. It's, I was pretty clear with that one. I'm not. I'm not trying to hide it. No. Um, yeah, I'll be giving knowledge on any contentious decisions that comes um, within the within the season. So you guys have that to look forward to now. Yeah, he'll be here quite a lot because you know incompetence in the Premier League. Yeah. Referees <laughs> start as they mean to yeah, go. Are on. you really coming for my boys? <laughs> they're poor though. They suck. So we'll get to that. Yeah. We'll get to that. Right. The first weekend, and you're you're busy. Yeah. So <laughs> yeah, no, it's fair bad. Enough. It's yeah. just bad. So let's start the first game of the season. The drabbest game of the weekend. Yes, it was um, indeed. Mm-hmm. Was that Darren? Manchester United versus Tottenham Hotspurs. Wow, I just got t- a message. And um, wow. <laughs> yeah, sorry. Football. Basically, I'm, I'm leaving it in, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Is it a match, Kale? Is it a match? It's a match, Brad. It's a match. <laughs> All right. Kel's got Kel's probably a better match than Tottenham yeah. Man United nice. Was, nice. So. nice nice he's here as long as you want him guys. <laughs> yeah. um, basically it's a poor match best thing about the match was Man United's right back Matteo Damian he was fantastic uh, it was a really drab game Man United didn't have a shot on target in the first half and you know he did have a shot on target though Carl Walker Carl Walker yeah, scored long goal didn't that. he 12th minute Wonderful finish, by the way. It was great finish. Shout out, you know. For that match, I was very impressed with Chris Smalling. Made the run. Ooh. Very, very impressed yeah. with Chris Smalling. I thought that... Well, I've been waiting for him to step up for a while. I think a lot of pressure has been put upon him to do that. And really, to be honest, that match that we watched that week, it's the first time yeah, I've seen him yeah. properly you know, step up. I think um, Tottenham looked more ready in terms of the season than United. Um, probably because I didn't agree with um, Van Gaal's sort of idea of um, having a nine, ten day break before the start of the season. I think having one more game, maybe four, five days before, was a good start. Um, but no, Tottenham played a game, I think, three days before. They looked ready. They were closing down play. They started off more excited. They started great in the but first then, But then they had a Tottenham game. And they're going to have a Tottenham season, which means they're going to finish in their position with their trademarks, which mm-hmm. is fifth place. So... That was the kind of performance they're getting. But they're all right. If they perform well, they'll be okay. Finishing fifth. Mm-hmm. Whereas everyone else will finish sixth or fourth or above. So, it was, yeah. It was a very, very difficult game to really judge. It was very first game of the season. There were players trying to find their legs. and mm-hmm. um, 50-50 possession, nine shots each. Yeah, um, it was. Same, it was just one of those even games. But it took a long time for United because United weren't at the races at the beginning. It also, a quite a few debutants. Manchester United as well. Yes, of course. Debut- let's, talk, let's talk about one of those. Debutants. <laughs> it's French, ain't it? Debutants. Yeah. Right. Go on. 
Sergio Romero, first game, how, how, do, you, how do you think he uh, it was okay. did? Nervous for the first 20 minutes when he was asked to use his feet. Almost got chipped in the first well, first 10 seconds of the game, weren't yeah. it? Yeah. But then um, really came into his own towards the last 10 minutes where May United do that thing where they need to rely on the keeper because they forget how to defend for a bit. Um, but yeah, yeah he, he'd be I'll, happy with the way he's I'll give him a lot of plaudits. I'd say that he, he, he got you guys two points yeah. in those yeah. last 10 minutes and... Yeah, I'm very impressed. Wouldn't have had to do that if someone kept Damian in the pitch and didn't put an Antonio Valencia at right back, or if he just kept a natural right back called Rafael at the club. But no, let's put the right winger at right back. But then I'm not the manager, so why am I going to talk? Don't. I was watching it with Darren at the time. The stare of death that I got from him. It, it was. It wasn't healthy. It was. Uh, I could just see it in his eyes. He was not impressed. I wait to turn off. Antonio Valencia has no business at right back at right back or, or at Manchester United but that's for Van Gaal to decide yeah there you go doesn't want to decide it though does he yeah. let's uh, talk about your favourite club Darren Bournemouth Bournemouth yeah it wasn't Fucking the team show like. it, wasn't, it, wasn't, <laughs> it wasn't the greatest starts for Bournemouth they were so close though it was they spent a good two thirds of the game I told you didn't I in control. I told you last weekend about Tim Sherwood didn't I don't judge him straight away and now he's about to get a demo trailer from Barcelona he is a serious talent. I don't know what is going Traore on. Traore or uh, Chairwood? Or, or Rudy Gestek? No, no, no I, I, I don't know. Traore, he's, he's, he's going to drain. Um, I think he's going to yes, be finalised tomorrow soon, or something. Yeah. Yeah. But That's a great signing. Back to Bournemouth. Um, <laughs> back to the game, yeah. Bournemouth had. They had a few chances, had, didn't they? Well, right. Darren yeah. scouted his club. Yes, I did. They had <laughs> 85% pass accuracy, which is incredibly high for a team. Making that jump to Premier League. I thought it was about possession. Um, That's a pass accuracy. Wow. Wait, one sec. <laughs> 54% possession. Okay. Um, but the thing is, where they lack is 22% shot accuracy. Mm-hmm. Um, they played Josh King up front, um, which surprised me. They played Callum Wilson just behind him. Right for what they do is probably play um, Max Gradle in behind and put Callum Wilson up top because I, I really don't think Josh King would really cut it as the, the main number nine for Bournemouth. There's a lot of there's a lot of positives. There's a lot of positives in the performance because it was a first game and they created chances. And if they can continue to create chances, they will score goals eventually. And Villa just showed how harsh the Premier League can be. That's all about Villa, Michael. They how old are they? Yeah. They, 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 they looked look, look, look all right. It's a it's a case of I would I would I would have been surprised if Villa lost um, because they're not really convincing away from home anyway regardless of whatever club they're playing but it showed something different because an old Villa team would have lost that and obviously they lost Benteke and Delph so it was a bit of how they're going to bounce back are they going to struggle are they going to lose their nerve but Gastez stepped up they kept well um, it's a great I, header as well wasn't it? it was a great header um, someone Very. that I slated well not slated but I said I didn't really rate actually had a great performance and that was Michael Richards oh speaking about so, that oh, um, more stats <laughs> more stats to come yeah um, Villa actually had 73 average defensive actions yeah throughout the game so it showed that they really tightened up in their back line with Vlar out as well long term and new boy Amavi playing at left back um, really does show promise for their defence more performances like that and Darren might like Tim Sherwood nah is not. Oh, I'll give him a little bit or something. I don't know. Well, I'm picking you up on that. What is your problem with Michael Richards? I've just never rated him. I should listen to the podcast. Oh, oh, <laughs> oh. This, this, this is my first week here, guys. <laughs> <laughs> 
No, I, it wasn't in the script. It wasn't in the contract at all to be reading the ones previously. No, you know what? I, I, I thought he was a decent talent. I didn't think he was going to become anything good or great. So I, I never rated him highly. Even way back when, when the hype was there. Yeah. When he was breaking in. England. Even when he was breaking in, because he, he got to the England squad, he was very good at right back, wasn't he, at first? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I just. He put in good performances, but I never saw that side okay. to him. But then I don't really rate a lot of English talent anyway. So, you know, I don't think they were that great. Um, Sterling. But, um. We'll get there. We'll get there. But I'll, I'll tell you That's why. I'll tell you why about that. I'll tell you why. About that. No, we're still we're still on Saturday, here, man. I'm just, I'm just saying. I said cough, cough. Jeez. <laughs> Sticking to Saturday. Um, Norwich were there as well. Uh, another bad start, nightmare start for the, a promoted team. They lost three uh, one to Michael's favorite team, Crystal Palace. Yeah, I, I said Norwich have a chance of staying up. No, they're not. Uh, so uh, Ra. Let me just uh, no because I you know. What? Whole statement. The the defense, this is it's, it's such a thing in Premier League. As you, you need a strong defense, you need to know how to defend. They don't know how to defend. They they looked all over the place. They were a shambles. I had that match on another screen. I, I streamed it. Yes, I streamed it illegally. I streamed the match, and I was Other watching. Pictures are available. <laughs> and I was and I was watching their performance, and I was I was so angry. I, I if there's one thing I hate, is watching poor defense. And that defense it needs serious work. If they can shore it up and be better in the next few se- next few weeks, come up in through the season, then okay, I'll, maybe I'll give them a bit of a chance. But right yeah. now, in that performance, I was about to say, could you put that down to first first game in the Premier League, first that's, day that's, nerves, maybe rather than incompetence, maybe so. But then there's poor, there's maybe there's first day defending and there's just nonsense defending, and there was nonsense. What would worry me for Norwich is conceding three goals. For, uh, against a team that only had 43% possession in the game. Premier League. God's sake, stats, man. No, no, Premier League. Doesn't I think we've got a new segment for you. <laughs> yeah, that's a new yeah, segment. Transfer deals and wills is coming to an end. Yeah. I'm pushing for something else. Yeah. You can tell. <laughs> <laughs> but that's what you get. If you don't... If ball control doesn't mean anything. I mean, a team from North London learned that earlier. So. We'll get there. We'll have fun with it. That really. was Sunday. We're still on Saturday, man. <laughs> We're still on Saturday. I'm sorry. Chris is very happy. Just talk about Crystal Palace for now. Uh, goals from Zaha, Delaney and Kabai. Yep. Just couldn't... Uh, just knew he was going to get on the goal, yeah. the goal sheet, didn't you? Oh, the thing regarding Zaha's goal. Jason Punchin, first assist, first game. This is another Jamie Vardy. Um, no, no, I'm just saying Jason Punchin is one of the most underrated English players that are in the Premier League. And yeah, I agree with that. Yeah. I would agree. Yeah, yeah definitely. He's not going to get a look in for the Euros either, which is going to be a disgrace. It will be Jimmy Vardy that will get into the squad. And Ricky Lambert somehow. He's, he's playing for West Brom now, so he yeah, might but, have a chance. But, but he's not better side of Verrigno. And he won't get into the squad. But anyway. Yeah, Crystal Palace. How do you rate their performance? They good. were very good away side. They're really hard to set up against because they've got quite a lot of pace in the front four. And um, they're... They're very slow at the back as well. They controlled the game in the sense that even though they didn't have more possession, if you can stop the team coming forward and creating chances with that possession, then you're in control of the game. In essence, you control how they move. So they took advantage of that and they got their goals. So, yeah, it's a good I mean, win. Norwich's goal, um, well, the one that was allowed, was, uh, <laughs> yeah. was uh, a pot shot which caught um, McCarthy, their new keeper, and the Wes. Um, other than that, Norwich missed a few glaring chances from grabbing, which I can remember, and they need to really be putting those away if they want to stay up. 
but more about the refereeing decision. Yes, indeed. What, what was your? We have the referee on the uh, podcast now. It's yes, tap, into your, t- tap into your knowledge of the game. Right. Okay. Uh, what, what, Let's get into the psyche of a referee. Yeah, of course. Cool. In the workings. Of... Yeah. So he came into Rome, scored an overhead kick, disallowed due to uh, his foot was be, uh, being too high. What? What? Why did he give that decision? I can. Okay. First of all, I'll put it on the table. I think it's a wrong decision. I mean, it's it's, but it's a first day decision, and it's Simon Hooper who is who is in control of his first match in the Premier League, and I think that's what a lot of people overlook for it. Um, He's got a lot of people scouting him. Um, the referee going to be looking at him, going to be saying, did you implement the rules the way you should implement the rules? And in a situation, real time, there's a ball put into a crowded penalty area. High foot. We'll see. It was, it was, it was a high foot. It was a high foot, of course. Yeah, it was yeah. a high foot. And it ends up with the ball in the net and a defender crumpled on the floor, clutching his face. As a new Premier League referee. He? Yeah, he was. Wall was on the floor, hands yeah, in the face. He played, yeah. well. he played to it. He played to wow. it. But yeah, he had his hands in his face. And um, for me, if I was in Simon Huber's position, knowing people watching me, I would have said, "Yeah, I've probably done the same thing." But that being said, the way the incident happened, completely different. And if, if you take that into consideration, it should it should have stood because Jerome only had eyes for the wall, and you know, uh, in a, as a striker in that position when the ball's coming towards him, his job is to score. And the only way he could score in that situation was to do what he did. And if you're telling me that, you know, you, you, you shouldn't, he shouldn't attempt that because it will be a foul, um, then what are we doing with strikers on a football pitch? Yeah. Well, think about how much, that, how much did that the decision impact the game? Well, they huge. went off the other side and scored. Yeah, so. <laughs> like, it, it was either 2-2 two, yeah. two or then 3-1. Yeah, yeah, it... it Changed the course of the game, full stop. I mean, who knows? Norwich might have got three points off that, but instead they got none. And were beaten by a comfortable result yeah. in the end. Yeah, and goal difference might come down to them staying up and conceding three at home. It's, it's a tough start. In a match where you've had more than 50% of the possession, where you've had like 57% of the possession, yeah. it's worrying times for Norwich fans. So we're going to go to another team that's just come up. Um, Watford, they drew 2-2 with Everton. Uh, how did you think they, they um, fared? Conceit, oh, scoring two goals against a fixtured Premier League side and a good one at that, albeit their injury problems, is a very good start for Watford. It shows that they might not have as many problems as their, um, their promoted counterparts in getting goals. Um, I'd be very happy if I was them. It's a good point. Everton away is a good point for any team in the league. Yeah, I agree with that. Um, it was a very controlled performance. Um, I was a bit disappointed with Everton in the sense that I don't think I don't think they took control of the game in the way they should have because um, it's not even about to do it's not about anything to do with the home side, but um, they looked the more nervous side, which is weird. Um, I don't know if it's the case of maybe it's a new Premier League side so they're a bit unsure about themselves and how they are but had a few experienced players injured out as well yeah but I mean Everton are good side regardless and I don't know it's, it's sad because last season they were poor and they should have performed much better than they did and um, if that's going to happen this season as well it's not reflective of what Everton can do I don't think there's also anything to hide behind this season last season they had the whole Europa League thing this season if underperformance is a thing where does Martinez put his head? 
Martinez, I worry for Martinez if they don't get top eight. I don't know if they're going to get top eight. Yeah, exactly. I think it's not realistic, especially seeing how they've started. Now, yeah. I, I would, I would, wouldn't think they would get. Uh, can I quickly commend uh, John Stones because um, he's put in a really mature performance. The only mistake he made was for the is, goal. Yeah, the, yeah. Uh, the second goal. Yeah, he was a bit rash rushing mm-hmm. in. I think that's a bit of his game that like, he got a bit nervous and he wanted to stop. He was eager, and he did nearly recover. But he's his guy. Let's get again. I think that, that you've got to give the credit to Bicolo there. Yeah. yeah, your yeah. first game away from home. Good finish. Yeah, well. Faints too. Yeah. Two faints to beat a player like John Stones. Yeah, come on, like, yeah. that's that's good. Very good talent. Um, Although as a defensive unit for Everton, you worry that you conceded two goals against a new promoted side. You will worry. You will worry. But um, credit to Watford, their goals weren't lucky. They were yeah. very they good played, goals. Yeah. I don't think Watford are, are your, your typical newly promoted side either. No. What with their, their scouting network, their Udinese ties. Yeah, their Grenada ties as it's, well. It's, yeah. it's going to come in. Very good experienced manager as well with yeah. Flores. So it's not, they, they, they won't be easy to be. I mean, any team that can go through five managers in one season and still <laughs> get up. Yeah. With there's three something the top there, scorers, there, you know. Yeah. So, so, three um, of the top scorers in the championship as well. They, they did not lack in goals. They're a good side, so it wasn't surprising. It's more surprising that Everton haven't learnt from the mistakes of last season. But um, they just have to try and keep hold of um, John Stones, I think, just for the year at least, and then see where they go from there. A result that surprised many in this podcast was uh, Leicester 1. Leicester 4, Sunderland 2. I did... I did it surprised t- Darren. I did tip Leicester to go you, down, but I also tipped Sunderland to go down, yeah, yeah. and that's proof of why they're going to go down. <laughs> <laughs> you know, we were, saying, we were saying this last week, right? And the person that made, that made a huge mistake was Eunice Kabul. We said, if you want to stay in the Premier League, you do not sign Eunice Kabul. Alongside the Latin Quartet. And then what does he do? Number one, he plays the ball out to a Leicester player and when the ball is played back in he doesn't know what to do with the ball and he's embarrassed this is this is typical of why they're not going to stay up and the advocate is going to say you know what I am retiring in December that's what exactly what's going to happen it was this couple is shocking their club captain didn't last the half Lee Catamore was set off before the 25th minute no, he was substituted yeah. before the 25th minute <laughs> because, usual, it? Be- yeah, because, <laughs> because he played that badly he made it that far yeah, exactly. <laughs> if the manager doesn't have that much belief in your club captain to haul you off the pitch before the first half is even finished you know you're in trouble but credit to Leicester very yeah, very yeah. hard working front mm-hmm. two in Okazaki and Jeremy Vardy uh, Mares started as he Easy as he went from last season because it was amazing. So, be, so I'm, I'm the guy's biggest fan. Yeah. I, I think he'll only go for strength, yeah. strength as well. I don't think he'll be at Leicester for much longer. If he keeps playing like that, Spurs. Spurs. This is what I was trying to say about Ranieri. I want, I want to give him that chance because he's been away from the game for a long time, but that's a very good start. And it is Sunderland, yeah. but it's still good. I mean, Leicester, I think, if I'm right. Um, in the last seven games starting from points. last season they got the most points of any Premier club yeah. so right now they're continuing from where they left off last season if they can do that I mean who knows what could happen this season they could have a shot on their hands yeah, so it wasn't even the Premier League teams yeah. it was Europe yeah. they had one of the best European records yeah, exactly. like come on and so, if they're going to continue that yeah you're right who knows also um, one more thing yes uh, regarding Mark Albrighton he's had an absolutely dreadful summer whose um, fiance I believe is um, Step parents, well, 
parents even were um, were killed in the Tunisian um, terrorist attack, and for him to get on the goal scorer sheet and to get an assist after a very very hard summer, um, really shows the character of the man, and um, I really do hope for the for the best for him personally because he's had a, his ups and downs in the Premier League with not really making the cut at Villa, mm-hmm. even though I'd probably put him in the team now for Villa. Um, and also Cardi Ranieri for shouting out Kasabian in his match of the day, yeah, which really. was pretty funny. And Kasabian for shouting back to Claudio Ranieri. Exactly, yeah. yeah. Very good Leicester performance. Um, something that might be bright for Sunderland, but they're two strikers got on the scoring list. Gotta love Jermaine Defoe. It doesn't matter what team you put that guy in. Yeah. He can be in the poorest team in the league, which he probably is right now, <laughs> and still stick it in the back of the net yeah. on a regular basis. It was a good finish as well. Got, oh, it was good. Yeah. When I was watching Match of the Day, I tweeted when he scored Jermaine Defoe just doing Jermaine Defoe. Because <laughs> that's what it is. Like, like, he just knows where the goal is. I think it's criminal that he hasn't been more represented at, at national level. Yeah. Because any striker who knows where the goal is should get their crack of the whip. And yeah. I really don't think he's been given a fair shot yeah. at that. Oh, well, we've had England managers that don't really know what they're doing. So, you know. You're putting it mildly. <laughs> yeah, so, you know, it doesn't surprise me. But, um. Party yeah, for Madge after the good. I mean, yeah, back in the day, England have like a lot of strikers that were scoring goals, but they never got starts anyway. So it, yeah, Fowler, Fowler, Andy Cole. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So you know, Ian Wright, Matt Letizia. England being England, there you go. Yeah. Um, <laughs> get your head in the ball. I'm tired. It's supposed to be the host. I know, but I'm tired. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I've got work tomorrow. Shut up. <laughs> I need to sleep. <laughs> we'll go to Chelsea now. I guess they're antics. On and off the field have, have overshadowed the uh, Swansea performance in that match. Finished 2 2. Goals from. Thank you. Goals from Oscar and uh, an on goal from Fernandez. Swansea scored with Andre with one of the arguably the better goals of uh, this this uh, weekend. Channeling his inner dad. For those who don't know, his dad, he's played for Marseille and won Champions League for him. But carry on. And uh, Gomez chipped him with a penalty and. You didn't like your celebration, did you, man? I hate that celebration. What in the hell is that? I heard that it's called the lion. You know the one where, where he does that? That crawling thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, that's, that's not the lion. That's it's saying it was stupid. Um, but it's trademark. It's, yeah. You know, he's trying to stamp himself on... I like Gomez. <laughs> no, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to protect my boy no, here. You know the guy, the guy no, works so just, hard, just, he thinks. Just, just run and then just do a fist pump in the air or something. The guy, no, no, no. The, the guy works so hard that he... he regularly falls down on the floor you know he, incapacitated you know, he can have a celebration he see, wants a celebration see, see, see the thing is yeah now I feel that we're really not we're not getting the point so no, no, it's no, a see, fantastic no, no, result yeah, it was a good result <laughs> <laughs> yeah. talk about Gomez's no, celebration no, no, no. <laughs> let, me, let me just um, go on the, um, the subject of Gomez and the, the penalty because um, it was a penalty um, now people say it's a red card this is, this is why I don't think it's a red card and I might be being what? A... you don't think no, no, it's a red no, card? no 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 no, 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 no let, me, let me just be a bit cynical here yeah right because don't explain it Darren because jumping the gun Gomez went, went around um, Courtois right now Gomez don't finish chances I think come as a referee on. <laughs> come, <laughs> come on come on, come on. Come on. <laughs> would you say they should understand the game and the players I'm joking no it was, it was a red card it was a red you card didn't get All right, yeah, that was a joke it was a red card. I'm glad that was a joke yeah. oh, come on yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no it was a red card it's a goal scoring opportunity at the end of the day of course, so, of course. Yeah, it was a red card 100% but you know I don't rate him that highly but, so I would never be surprised if he like sliced it towards the Swansea fans in that corner do you know what I'm a stickler for a guy who tries hard and that guy tries harder than a Very lot of hard. people Very in that hard. league yeah. so yeah but for me the start of the show 
was Jefferson Montero. Oh yeah. my god! And he is a serious problem. He rinsed Ivanovic. <laughs> Who puts Ivanovic in their pocket? You know what I mean. Never <laughs> seen Ivanovic in a pocket deeper within well, a pocket. I was, um, I was saying this with my mate. It's like Callum Chambers. Oh, and Hector Bellerin. Don't leave him. It's been like a year, man. Chill out. No, but you know what. This, this is what I was saying to my cousin because um, <laughs> I say it's worse because it's Ivanovic. The, yeah. thing, the thing about Ivanovic is right, he's too much of a machine in the sense that he hasn't had a good rest in at least three, four years. I don't think he needs one though. That's, That's someone... the thing. I don't think he does. But <laughs> straight to the point where someone needs to hit that reset button on the yeah, back. Yeah, because <laughs> he needs some oil. Because the thing is, he, he has he has faced some tough people in his career and he's always held himself up. That was something else. Oh, yeah. That it was like um who who did who got S who got messed up um Chelsea final when SCM played right back against Man United and Ronaldo took the absolute mick out of him and just he kept on going to his side and terrorizing him that's exactly what Montero did but obviously Montero didn't have top sides because he was already on his side yeah it was like give the ball to Montero give the ball to Montero uh, what should I do now give the ball to Montero and that's what he did that's it. And to be honest, if they do that with Gomez and now Ed, they're two very similar players mm-hmm. and isn't it a bit weird that Marvin and Emnes there and Gomez look very familiar to each other. That's very scary. But the point being... Never even thought about that. <laughs> <laughs> it's very scary. But the point being, if they can get that combination going and the way um, IU moves, he's not a typical winger. He drifts in yeah. and gets into those scoring opportunities. If they can make that work with Key and the most underrated Premier League midfielder in the world. Gilfie Sigurdsson. I love Gilfie Sigurdsson. And John Shelby being how good he is. We mm. refer to Gilfie Sigurdsson as the most underrated player in the Premier League, Gilfie Sigurdsson. Okay. It has to be said. Yeah. yeah. Like that. But, okay. um, no, those, if they can get that going, they'll be yeah. they'll be fine. It was a good performance. Chelsea were a bit luckless, though, in my opinion. They, 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 were, were, they yeah. were off the pace. They were struggling yeah. a bit. As they were in the community shield. But I'll tell you yeah. what. I'll tell you what. One thing about that. I would go as far to say as every other team in the top four would have lost that game. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah. Sure. But Chelsea managed to pull a point out of their ass. Yeah, because Mourinho doesn't have to do yeah. that. He doesn't have to do that. Mm-hmm. But here's one thing, going to go back to Swansea really quickly. It's John Joe Selvey. It was a fantastic game. Really, I think he's one of my outside picks to get into the your team for the Euros for England. Two, Swansea's attacking me for free. If Sigurdsson, Ayu and Montero are going to be a problem for so many defences. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Plus they got key in the in the fold yeah, as well. Yeah, they got key in the fold as well. well. Going back to Chelsea, Chelsea. He could be the key. Uh, God, nice. Nice. <laughs> I take my health to you, sir. I take my health to you. <laughs> going back to Chelsea, they do look a bit leggy, and they've got a very important game against Manchester City um, this weekend coming. So it would really be a test for um, for them and their credentials. But one thing I want to say about them, I do not buy into this whole. Um, fall out with Mourinho and his medical staff. I thought Mourinho is making other people play the full guy for his and his team's deficiencies. His deficiencies for not setting his team up to be match fit for the season and his team's deficiencies for not doing their utmost to be match fit for the season themselves. Um, Ava Canero and um, the other Chelsea medical That's the staff. That's thing. Nobody knows his name. Yeah. It's exactly. Ava Canero yeah. guy. Uh, <laughs> well, they were just doing their job and Jose Mourinho has no right to question their medical integrity. Not at all. And I think that's what, that's what really I want to say on that matter. Hmm. I think if what you're saying is true and he is letting someone else take the fall for it, there's a limit to the amount that you say. Yeah. And I, I think that he's overstepped the mark. I will, say, I will say this. If Chelsea go to... Um, City and play the way they did against City. Get popped. Oh my and god! The way City are now properly managing Aguero and his fitness, 
it's if he's 100% had die and everything. at that game, they are going to be torn a new one. Yeah. Because City are a different level to Swansea and Swansea caused them too many problems. But Chelsea are Chelsea. Mourinho can put Mikel on and get a point. So, <laughs> you know. Sadly, now we have to go to Sunday. Um, right, sit back, everybody. I can't. Oh, I, I can't remember. There was like a specific fixture that like highlighted that highlighted that game. I can't remember it exactly. So we're gonna go to Newcastle and uh, Southampton. First. Oh, first, yeah, Newcastle. No, CC. No, 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 it's fine. Let's leave that. Save the best till last. Yeah, it's cool. Oh, what team? Arsenal. I don't know who they're called. Okay, right. The Gunners, so the are they? Oh, I, I didn't see them. This, so this back weekend. to Newcastle. <laughs> Newcastle. Um, CC scored one, which Nowdom. Uh, Why Nowdom? As commentators annoyingly want to call yeah. him. This is, is, is he which Nowdom? Yeah, it's, it's, it's he's Dutch. <laughs> you got to have a shh. Oh, yeah. right, okay, yeah, yeah fair enough. <laughs> <laughs> um, Southampton, uh, yeah, Newcastle 2, Southampton 2, Pillar, and Long getting on the goal sheets. Yeah. Apparently, um, the Newcastle have a problem with Long. <sighs> Apparently, he always pops up against some scores. Yeah, well, he's a good player. He's a very, very good player. Mm. But there's one thing for me. Um, Newcastle, in that 2-2, has shown some resolve. <laughs> it's been a while since Newcastle United have shown some real, real resolve. However, their defence still needs to be improved. Well, Chancellor and Ben Bum is one step. Yeah. He looks slick as well, didn't he? Yeah, well, coming in. Nice starting his season. Not bad, not bad. I'll, tell, I'll, tell you, I'll tell you what's encouraging. The fact that I've, I've heard and it's confirmed that um, Steve McLaren's doing his best to get rid of Mike Williamson. That's taken another huge step because he's not been good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think since he put on a Newcastle shirt. Well, you don't like him? Uh, oh, no, no. Oh, I didn't know that. Oh, Have you not been listening to the, the previous yeah. podcast? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he got you. <laughs> Nicely done. <laughs> Nicely done. Fair enough. But um, no, it's it's a good, it's a good. Um, the thing I think now is that I don't want it to be the case, but it wouldn't be a bad thing. Um, but they might rely on Wijnaldum quite a bit. Yeah. Oh. And tell him about his de- determination for the header for the goal because he ran from his own half and put a lot of drive into his um his run there to get in there and the effort and it, it was just a great goal. Was he running at that pace and then to get the angle we got on the ball for it to float yeah. straight into the zone like that's class. Yeah, I'm going to do something, so. I'm going to do something that I don't really think ever think don't I was going to do. But, don't you dare. Don't you dare. Do not respect him. I think you know what I'm going to do here. I'm walking up. I think you know what I'm going to do here. I'm going to go, I'm going to praise Graham Carr for signing Wayne Alden because it was a really good signing. It was a fantastic this signing. This over. It's done. It's <laughs> I also feel like he probably got some... See your aspect, Dan. We can't lose the most overrated member of this podcast team. Quite a lot. Overrated, man. Overrated! Rah! Oh, cool. Let, let, cool. Let, 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 let's stick to football, guys. This is free in midfield, you know. That's a cute castle. But why now them as an asylum? Didn't think I'd have to do this as a host. Jesus Christ, yeah. man. Back to the Newcastle, yeah. <laughs> fighting. Yeah. Yeah, um, yeah well, well, Reginaldo is a good signing. There's no bones about it. And um, Steve McLaren managed to get some joy from Venom and Nita, who wasn't great for Newcastle last year. Um, I still worry about them. They've got quite a few holes in their squad still. Um, I also feel like Southampton should be happy because Pena um, is getting on the goal scoring sheet after quite a sizable chunk of the tail end of last season with him just not scoring um, 
I think everybody needs to temper their expectations from Southampton this year with the Europa League, and I feel like they're going to be taking that seriously too, um, which is good, which is something I advocate because they're not going to go down. Um, they're not going to have any trouble navigating the league, so they should try and go as far as they can in Europe. Yeah, I agree with that. I definitely agree with that. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, Southampton are a very um, well-run club with a manager that he knows what he's doing. And when he, this guy's smiling at me because I'm overrated. Um, <laughs> um, no, they're a very good club. Um, no, the, the the game was interesting for me just because I expect, I thought Southampton were going to win. I don't, I don't expect too much from Newcastle this year. But um, Newcastle did prove that they still have a good... A good thing going in the sense that they know who they're starting to buy now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Bit by bit, they start to fix the problems. If they'll get all the problems done before the end of the window, I don't know. But no, I think it needs like a couple windows. Maybe, mm-hmm. maybe so. But at least it's progress. So maybe by this time next season. Newcastle, Newcastle fans might not have to dread going to see their team every week for once. They will do. <laughs> They dread every week, don't they? Yeah, they like we said yeah. that, but there was like like that, like Darren was saying, there's a bit of resolve. Yeah, like, I won't lie. When I saw the goal go in, what was it? Circa twenty four minutes or something. Yeah. I thought long night. Yeah, probably going to be four or five. Yeah. yeah, here we go, Newcastle. And then the next thing, they're, they're competing. Yeah. So it's a change and it's yeah. a positive one. It's it's weird to be so patronising about one of the biggest teams in the Premier League, in my yeah. personal opinion. Mm-hmm. Their fans have been feeling so much pain for so long because they need some joy in their lives. This yeah, could be the year. That that they get like a good at least a good cup run or something. That's what they ask for, really. Yeah, that's what they want. <laughs> that's what they really They're not picking. They just want a to good be happy cup for run. It. They're not asking for Champions League right now because they know they can't get that ever. <laughs> so you know, at least a good at least a league cup run or if a cup run would satisfy them and uh, maybe a mid table finish. Oh, it's also really good to see Jay Rodriguez come back for Southampton. Mm-hmm. Yeah, sixteen months was yeah, on the sideline. Yeah. Also, show, also have to commend the uh, medical staff that yeah. they, they did right by him by not allowing him to come back early. Dig. <laughs> it's the truth. Yeah. Falcao. Yeah. 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 That's, that's the thing. People need to remember about Falcao is that he had the exact same injury. Jamie Rodriguez is a lot younger and yet look at the time he's had mm-hmm. off. Look at the time Falcao's had off. Look at the way Falcao is now. But, you know, it's not about Falcao. It's not about Falcao. Let's go to a team that you almost joined last year. Liverpool. Oh, fuck, he didn't. <laughs> <laughs> they won one nil. Uh, yeah. Liverpool won ugly, which they never do. So you yeah. know, fair play for that. One ugly apart from the goal. Right. Yeah. No, the goal was anything yeah. but ugly. Let's yeah. be honest. Yeah. Both teams were convincing though. Both teams went, but to, to go to a, a they team got where you got, they got a six one, they got yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's a big win for them. With the, with big oh, the, the same defense as well, wouldn't you? Around yeah, yeah. so yeah. So they, they show that they've improved over the summer. Brendan Rodgers obviously listens to a three and four because he's playing four three three. <laughs> of course, yeah. yeah. So we'll just like to say hi to Brendan. Yeah, yeah. shout Thank out. Tune for, in every week. Thank you for listening. Yeah. I'm just, I'm just think. Uh, the only thing I, I, retweet I, us. Like, <laughs> retweet us, please. The only thing that um, still is on my mind is whether, um, oh, or when Sturridge gets back fit, what happens with the whole attack tech yeah. thing because. Storage at top form is untouchable. Yeah. You don't mm-hmm. you don't drop storage for anyone. Speaking of that, did you see um, when Coutinho scored? Did you see Ings having to get back on the bench? Oh yeah, I think that's going to be his future at Liverpool. <laughs> yeah, no, almost, that almost, that almost. That he, he's he's third choice. Yeah. He he should know that. Brandon Rogers actually came out and said that he subbed Coutinho. Yeah, he was about to. He was about to. Yeah. He was about to. Before he can you believe that struck him that yeah. he's about absolute to. Absolute yeah. beauty. Out of all the players on the pitch, yeah, he's the oh. one who's going to create something. Yeah. He, always, he doesn't seem to like him though, does he? 
mean, he play, he's playing him now, but last year, he was always on the it bench. Took, it took him a long time to realise that he had something to give to the, to the team. I, I think you're being a bit harsh on him. <laughs> I can't believe I'm saying that. But I think he was one of the few bright things about Liverpool. Yeah, he was. He was. He no, was. no, we're talking about Rogers' decision not to bring him, not to play him as a. He's he's not a key player in that team. The beginning of last well, he season, he wasn't last year. Who Coutinho? The, 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 at the beginning of Coutinho, last season, he wasn't. I'm going to have to disagree. No, no. At the beginning of last season, he was starting as many games, but after he started showing his quality when yeah. he got the games, and then he, he came undroppable, and obviously he started. But I, I don't understand why he was going to sub him because he wasn't exactly having a poor game, and out of all the players on the pitch at the moment, at that moment in time can depend on him and Benteke to produce something and the guy that got on the bench Roberto Firmino Firmino coming off the bench after so it would have been better yeah. to try and keep those two mm. but I don't know maybe it was going to be a tactical decision but obviously he got the goal it was a very good goal I do think Butler should have done better yeah. first game of the season sort of thing this is also, this he is hasn't the... started that many games sharpness and by the way the shot was it had a lot of pace and whip on it so yeah. it was a difficult save but then also he's he's got a thumb to it, so he could have yeah. got a hand to it. Yeah. 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 But you've also got to think, this is Butler's first season as Stoke number one, and probably his first season as a number one in the Premier League. Mm-hmm. So yeah, we're going to see a lot of, of Jack Butler, what he's made of. Yeah. Let's uh, go to Monday. No, 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 no. no, 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 no there's still no, one game. No, and it, no. it defines the weekend. I'm scratching my head. I can't, I can't Arsenal exactly Arsenal versus West, West Ham. If you're not going to talk that about it. If you're not going to talk about it, we're going to talk about it. From an Arsenal fan's perspective, it didn't happen at all, no. Check, check, check. Right, can I just settle the myth? Right, if you're going to start blaming Czech for both goals, look at Koscielny. Doesn't close down Zerati for the second. And for the first, his marking is atrocious and lets Koyate absolutely just steam past him. I wouldn't just go, oh yeah, Koyate did bulldoze him, but I wouldn't just go on Koscielny. This is the thing, right? Czech and the Arsenal line up in the first were in fault, at fault here check the fault the mistake he made was the misjudging of the flat of the ball yeah but from where the ball is going to be whipped from you know what area you experienced in the Premier League mm-hmm. these experienced players you know what area he's going to look for and you know who the big men are in the West Ham team it's not the first time you've played them you know who you're up against so to have a, um, a defensive line so far back from your goalkeeper is criminal because all that space in behind, if a West Ham player gets in front of you and attacks it, it's, so they've it's, got the run of you. They're gonna, they've got they're the run of you. Yeah. That's why it was so easy for Koyate because imagine the line was backward a bit. Czech wouldn't have to come out. Here's the thing. And the header mm-hmm. was straight in the middle of the goal. So Czech would have saved that. It's here's, a big mistake. Here's the thing. Goals like that don't happen at Chelsea. Because Chelsea, have to because Chelsea would sit deeper and John Terry or Gary Cahill or Brian Slavovich would just head it away. Chelsea has to do that. It's communication. That's, that's, that's the issue. It's yeah. communication. And, you're going to say check if you can blame check for the goal check's the only one there who's been preemptive about the situation yes he's left his goal open but who else in that back line yeah. has, has, has picked up where the ball's going to go exactly. check has come out he's mistimed it fair play but he's too late he's, because the other lot haven't talked exactly. he's come out he's come out exactly. because of the Arsenal defence and also that's why it's yeah, come out exactly. on, the, on the subject of the second goal this, this is there's two Ox. things there's two things that made me angry here Oxley Chamberlain number one first he should have been in that position he has no, he has no reason being in the in the middle, and he shouldn't be dribbling it out like that. Also, if you're gonna be in the middle, don't lose the ball. Yeah, you play a simple pass, you get back into. He your was position. very, he was very sloppy, but he's not a defensive player. Someone that should have been there was Cochrane, or mm. someone that should, that was playing centre midfield with him was Ramsey. But I don't think he should have been there in the first place. Should be Cazorla should have been there. Yeah, because Cazorla does the role that Iniesta does for Barcelona, whereas he's not, he's not the biggest of guys, but he can tackle. He can dribble the ball out and make something out of it from that, from defence to attack like that. 
Ramsey doesn't do that. And the reason why Ramsey doesn't do that is because that year when he had a great season going forward and scoring all those goals, he's made that so much of a part of his game, that defensive aspect of his game, he's neglected it to an extent. So he becomes a liability. That's no blight on his um, talent because he's a talented footballer. But you have to, if it's a midfielder, you have to know how to defend as well as attack. He can't do that right now. The best set of midfielders over the the period of certain folders since I've been growing up anyway have been good at the front and the back in different ways for example Paul Scholes Pirlo or Zidane probably the best example for this where they they realised that to drop deeper to affect the game and they took more of a quarterback role so they sat in front for example when Scholes uh, came back the second time for May United. How many times was he in such a position where Ox was? Instead of trying to dribble it out, just picking the ball out Rose to Ed. something. Oh, yeah. Picking the ball out. Yeah. Come on, skulls. respect Scholes, yeah. please. Sorry. Um, <laughs> picking the ball out to somebody out wide and starting off an attack. That's what Kozola would have been able to do from that position. But this is, this is where I'm disappointed with Wenger because you've had, in my opinion, two of the best ever centre midfielders in Vieira and Gilberto Silva and they did both of those jobs perfectly so you know what kind of quality you need in that midfield so Even you, before you needed a defensive midfielder or someone to play in midfield that could do that and you've let one of them go to Inter Milan who you probably could have signed because you are a better club and a bigger club right now and two go to Porto Gianoli and Bula yeah third one to go to Manchester United the Schneiderlin, Schneiderlin. who probably would have gone to Arsenal because for a long time he was looking for an Arsenal move and let's be honest location does do something London is more attractive than Manchester that's, that's how not, footballers not see not even just that Schneiderlin is French well yeah I was going to get onto that <laughs> <laughs> but you see what I mean yeah. and um, let's, let's just stop now we're, we're letting a we're letting poor communication and uh, and uh, mistakes over overshadow a great West Ham performance and that's what we need to talk about thank you West Ham were fantastic and this that Payet cross was troublesome and this is this, he's proven his quality already because when, when he got signed right, when he got signed and this, this is the thing about English press that, piss, that pisses me off because they're like oh he's created a lot of chances but he played for Marseille he played in the French League mm. because that makes you not quality right Okay. Frank Ribery played in the French League. Sammy Lazzi played in the French League. So obviously, because <laughs> when this Burkamp was signed from Ajax, because it's only the Dutch League, he was not good enough. He became one of the best Premier League players of all time. Van Nistelrooy was most pro- one of the most perfect strikers. Oh, from the Anglo-centricism that yeah. pervades the... He's come. The not only did he create that goal, he was fantastic. Throughout. Throughout the game. He made Koscielny look like a child at some point. He threw him to the floor. Mm-hmm. Um, I can't remember who it was that put um, Oxley Chamberlain off. I think it might have been him as well his overall performance was fantastic reached Oxford pretty much put Ozil next to his Oyster card in his pocket um, <laughs> and his GCSE and, and his GCSE and his school ID his school ID Winston Reed and um, Ogbonna were solid, solid as ever very um, Adrian James Tong is a right back as well very yeah. good performance Decent performance. I think the thing with James Tompkins is he needs. This is where Bonner's going to come into his own because James Tompkins is 
is still developing as a player in the sense that he's, he's old enough to know now, but he still has his moments where he, his judgment isn't there. Yeah. Ogbonna is the kind of defender who will stand there and he'll put an arm around his shoulder and say, look, this is what you need to do in this situation. Yeah, Whereas true. Tompkins has been expected to do that for someone else. Yeah. Now that he is in the middle with someone like Ogbonna who can do that for him, it's going to be great. And in terms of Payet, Payet is exactly what West Ham have been calling out for for maybe even a he's decade. He's probably your last he's, he's the guy who can make things happen. The last, and West Ham haven't had that. Your last real that. creative footballer since Paolo Di Canio that I can remember. Yeah, yeah. I like, yeah. really creative yeah. footballer. And let's give props to um, Zarate for his goal because mm-hmm. it's very smart of a striker to take a snapshot like that because... His back was essentially back. His back was mm-hmm. goal. Back the goal, yeah. The sort of the step over setup that he done for it yeah. took took good footwork skills as well exactly. to do. So to turn around and hit it like that, he caught check yeah. off guard because check wasn't expecting that. That's why he as a goalkeeper you don't expect that. Yeah, yeah. and he's always built on his left side. I think exactly. The, I think the way Zorat has been treated since he's come to the English game has been because he's a good player. He's a great player. He's, he's a great player in terms of. In terms of if he comes into that West Ham team, he should be playing most weeks yeah. because of the quality that he is. Instead, he shipped up to QPR. QPR then say, "Ah, oh, can we ship him back to you?" For what? Matt Jarvis, I had this, well. yeah, oh. like this guy is is a quality player, yeah. and I hope that he proves a lot of people wrong and, and comes to the fore this season because yeah. he's good enough to do. That. Not to not to blow this guy's trumpet up too much as well because he's very young and he needs to be um, handled with kid gloves. But um, to be sixteen and to be so disciplined in defensive midfield and. Uh, not be phased when you're playing alongside uh, World Cup winners and Alexis Sanchez comes off the bench mm-hmm. and, do you know what I mean? Um, Even his, I mean, his post, post-match yeah. press conference yeah. like, oh my God, Alexis Sanchez came off the bench. Exactly. He's, still a little, how, he's still a little kid, he's just enjoying it's, it. It's saying in a press conference, how many 16-year-olds are allowed to go and talk to the press after they come off the pitch? Yeah. Yeah. It doesn't happen. This, this, they, this, they say to him, no, this, you don't do that. That this, shows his maturity. This is also sure. where I worry because the media are really picking up tweets from when he was younger saying, oh look, he tweeted this and He's, a, he's 16 years old. Give the kid a break. I I um, you right. I I listened to something on the radio um, saying that he was one of the seventh. I think the seventh youngest. One of the other youngest was um, uh, McSheffrey, who now plays for Scunthorpe, I believe. Okay. Aaron Lennon, whose career in the Premier League is in limbo. Jose Baxter. Uh, Jose Baxter as well, who's now at Sheffield United. So starting young doesn't always mean, mean that you're mean. going mm-hmm. to hit the top echelons of football. Well, you know what? He's at a club where they have a history of bringing up great youthful talent. So if he gets the right management, and I'm trusting Bilic on this, because yeah, Bilic put a lot of faith in him, but to put in a performance like that, Bilic must have still some confidence in him to say, you can do this. Yeah. Don't be faced by Mr. I mean, he's, he's been playing him in the Europa League, hasn't he? As well. Yeah, he so he, he, obviously, he obviously has confidence in, in this young yeah. kid's ability. So... I mean, last season under Allardyce, you Allardyce would have seen a player like Oxford on the pitch. He put, he put him on the bench four times, but it was just probably a case of filling up the bench. To fill the bench, to fill the bench with yeah, that kid four he, times. He was the best kid, young talent in the, the youth setup, but he this, wasn't given a chance. This is the thing. This is why I think Bilic, Bilic has the right attitude in terms of if you're good enough, you'll play. Yeah. And I think he'll instill a lot of confidence you know, in players I, because I, of that. I, you know, what was he, 6'8"? I think you see the game, can't you? Now <laughs> yeah. like, I, I criticised him for the um, Europa League exit, but you can but, tell um, he did it on purpose. Because yeah, the, the lineup he went up with was just a, a whole load mm-hmm. of kids. But he's prioritising the league this year, and that could be a great move for West Ham. So I agree. I mean, the, the, the main focus for West Ham this season is maintaining Premier League status. Because if you're going to go into an Olympic Stadium, yeah, you need you need tickets, you need revenue, and are you going to get that in the Championship? 
Can you see that same in the championship? No. <laughs> no, no. So consolidate. sustaining, but I, no. I definitely see it just for the nostalgia sake. For the first few months. Mm. Man, that myself a season ticket. I live like 50 minutes away. But anyway. Yeah, that's going to be <laughs> an expensive season <laughs> ticket. expensive, yeah. Just a bit, yeah. 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 We're going to go to Monday now. We're going to go to the, uh, the City victory. You want to talk, Darren? Yeah. Um, David Silva played one of the best games I've ever, ever heard because I had the pleasure of listening to it on the radio. Oh. And... Um, that's you didn't get to watch, so you didn't get to watch apparently, it. Apparently, David Silva was amazing. He <laughs> um, always is, though, isn't he? thing is... On top form, he probably is the best player in the Premier League. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so, here's the thing with City, though. When they're good, they're good. When they have an off day, Jesus. When company's not on it. When Yaya Torre can't be bothered. When Mangala's up to his, like, just not Being paying Mangala. attention. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's a completely different different um, side altogether. So, um, also, I'm very surprised at Tony Pulis um, setting his team up to play four four two against one of the it's big disastrous. sides. It's not something you'd really associate with him. He's, he's nowhere near as tactically naive as that. Fair play to him, he did come out and, and say, out and say mm-hmm. yeah. Um, but because of this, I'm not really sure like how much I can use this to to judge City as their yeah. overall season because. Yeah. Last season, they did fantastically up until like halfway through and they just fell off. Yeah. So I want to see how they react in the second half of the season. But what they, when they did win the league in 2014, when Liverpool went on the run and everybody thought they were going to win it, just crept up behind, nobody was speaking about them, they just did their business. And they're in the same position now because a lot of people have tipped them for fourth, third, mm-hmm. or even fifth, I've heard, from Robbie Savage, I'll bet, but you know, whatever. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah exactly. But... Um, yeah, so maybe this is a chance for them to just do their business quietly, which they've not been able to do really since the, the money's come in. The thing about City, the thing about that game was, as good as City were, West Brom's defending made it easy for them because um, the first goal was two deflections. I think he hit Silver first and then he hit, um, I can't remember who the defender was, but it went past my hill went in. The second one was very, very simple. Um, it was a great hit it was great. a good finish no it was a great yeah. hit but the lead up towards the goal was very easy for them yeah and then um, um, even though he missed it the lead up to Raheem Sterling's chance to make it 3-0 just before the break it was so simple was two passes two, yeah two simple passes and he they got through um, the third goal I'm sorry, I'm sorry but if you leave Vincent company to I'm run not. by himself yeah. in the box you're already asking for trouble now credit to him because the angle from where he headed it from was very difficult. It yeah, hit his shoulder, didn't it? came with his shoulder, but how you get in, you have to get in. And it was, it was luck, a great... Though, it was, it? No, it was luck, but at the end of the day, he intended... You make your own luck, he attacked the yeah, ball. He, he intended to get a goal, and that's what he got. So, it was, for me, it's a good goal regardless. But, the basics of the defending just wasn't there. And that's not, like Darren said, the Tony Pulis set up, and he obviously came out and said, you know, that's my fault. So I hope that's not going to be a, perform- a repeat performance in it the won't season. Be. Mm. It won't be. He's far too wily a character for that to happen again. Exactly. He, will, he will make sure it doesn't happen again. But, um, I said I think they'll lose Sado Berahino. I think they have to try their best to keep him because um, he's the only one I can see getting... Uh, uh, not the only one, because they signed Rondon. If they can get him and Rondon in a good partnership, they could do something. And Ricky Lambert is a very good striker to have as a number yeah, choice. Yeah. Because he's still got very good set pieces. He's still good on the ball. Ricky Lambert's going to be a very, very good influence on Berahino. Yeah. Because the, the, a couple of years ago, the, the impression I got from Berahino was... was uh, he was he was playing in, a, I think it was a Capital One Cup match. And 
yeah, he scored what he scored a couple of goals. Can't remember who the opponent was, but the refusal to celebrate the sort of like yeah, the, that yeah. attitude I got was that I've made it already. Yeah. I'm 20 years old and I've made it already. And since then, I've, I've sort of stepped back on Berahino and said, oh, let me see how you develop. I've, I'm not going crazy about it. I'm not saying, oh, you're amazing. But Ricky Lambert is a player who's worked his way up from all of the divisions and only just got his chance at age 30, whatever he is. And Berahino needs a character like that to, to put his arm around him and say, listen, ground yourself. Yeah. Develop. Then act like you've made it. Then, they, then you'll get your move that you deserve. Exactly. But this is the thing. I think Berahino has been speaking to the right people because he's got rid of the agent that he shared with Raheem Sterling. Yeah. And you only do things like that where you look back and think about what's happening around you mm-hmm. and you should be given credit for that. Me personally, I think he's one of the most underrated talents in the Premier League. I, I love him because... His composure, the way he finishes chances, he picks up spots. And he's not in any way level of Thierry was. But in the <laughs> sense that he, Henri used to pick out a spot and he'd get that corner. Bruhino can do that because his finishes are always composed. He always knows where he wants to finish. That's the kind of thing I like. And that's why I rate him so highly because he doesn't. He knows I don't keep my head down. I have to look up, find the spot, mm-hmm. pick the spot. And he can always just out wide and create chances. He's got a bit of quality about him, so if he gets the right guidance, like he said, Ricky Lambert will, then he could become a top player. That was the half horn. Bye. You know? <laughs> okay. Um, <laughs> that was the uh, first week of the Premier League. Good week. Fun week. Okay. Fun week. Yeah. Enjoyable. I'm happy uh, back. One or two shocks and just good goals already. Fantastic on goal, but a great finish. You know yeah. how it is. Weekends yeah. are nothing without football. We've got a weekend. It's a relief. It's a relief to have that back. We're going to go to a new segment that we're about to introduce into this uh, podcast. It's Michael's segment now. Yo, yo, yo. Darren's had his fun. We're still having his fun. We're going to go to our... The 31st of August is the day I come into my own. (laughs) (laughs) It's just going to be a Darren-centric podcast. Deadline day. Yeah, deadline day. Exactly. That should be fun. That's deadline day. There you go. There you go. Setting off already. (laughs) Michael, we're going to... It's called Toppins. Yeah. Yeah. Called top bins because whenever it's a great goal, I say right in the bins, top bins, top bins, top bins, what bins, top bins, yeah, yeah, Dutch bins, top bins, yeah, cool. there you go, kick a goal, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, we're gonna go, what other choices? Uh, we're gonna go for either Coutinho, Zarate's, Torre, Barclays, or Redmond's, uh, or I use, I use, um, I use goal was more special for me just because. Um, one, I'm going in as well. <laughs> Shout out. But, power, right? Yeah, exactly. But more importantly, more importantly, it was the composure because he took a first shot, it was blocked. Now, this is the thing, right? Um, the composure to get up so quickly, drag the ball back and pick your spot. That is a tough thing to do under so much pressure in, in that situation. And he did that with absolute ease. I respect that so much. And... Um, that's my favourite goal, but in terms of top bins, because this is top bins, um, Yaya Torre, that shot. More than Barclays. Yeah, just because, you know, Barclays one was fantastic. Barclays he kept on rising, yeah. he, hit, he actually hit mm-hmm. top corner. But Yaya Torre's one was just typical Yaya Torre. Side foot, yeah. power, pass the keeper, that you, you just don't save those. And that's his trademark. And I was just like, I hate you, I hate the club you play for, but man, how Finish. good are you? And, that's my top bins for now. Not Coutinho. Not Coutinho. Coutinho's third. Barkley's second. Okay. Yeah. 
But um, yeah, I, I first top bins of the podcast goes to to Yaya Torre. Yaya Torre, Jesus Christ! Imagine that. Says with His Majesty. Imagine that. My God, my God, my God, my goodness! I praise the City player. Let's go to Darren's part of the podcast now. Darren, take it away. What's it called? We know what it is. Do we? Transfer deals and wheels. Uh huh. You know what it is. (laughs) Transfer deals, transfer deals on wheels, on wheels. Right. It's been really active actually. Um, we've got Ariel Mareu, remember him, from Chelsea to Southampton. He had a loan spell at um, Villarreal, no, Villarreal, Valencia even, um, for four million. We had um, Lee Tomlin, um, Jan Boluan, Connor Wickham, Ningolo Kante um, for Leicester, to can. Um, Jedran Shakiri from into Milan, former Champions League winners. He left two teams. Voice, yeah. He left you two teams me. that won the Champions League in the last five years. Uh, I saw something on uh, on Twitter. It was um, if you, if you had looked at Jordan Shakiri's uh, <laughs> career backwards, you'd have said that it made really good progress. <laughs> yeah. Started at Lowly Stoke, then to Inter Milan. <laughs> yeah, uh, but instead he's gone the other way. Find that quite funny. And um, finally, we've got Mason Holgate from. Barnsley to Everton, who's also a defender. Maybe the new John Stones, if he does go to Chelsea. But we're all speculating. John Stones is still the new John Stones. He's not over there yet. It's just like... I think it's pretty obvious which one's going to be. <laughs> yeah, considering, <laughs> considering that you changed your... Um, well, your, your tone changed. I'm going to go with... Uh, who is it? Who is it? Um, Invia? Uh, oh, funny thing about him, actually. He got sent off in the reserve game. Oh, you're joking. <laughs> yeah, really? Yeah. Oh, my God. He knighted somebody. <laughs> in a reserve in game? In a reserve game. Jesus he had by someone. Yeah. This is part of the reason why he won that Golden Bin Award in Italy, yeah. isn't it? So he, he... He won a Golden Bin Award? Yeah. Worst Don't explain season. this. Really? If you're the worst player of the season, they give you an award. <laughs> All he says to go to DMS, then. You, 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 <laughs> you yeah. know, Felipe Melo won it a few years back. Yeah, yeah. Melo's not one at all. Golden Bin Awards. Okay. We've got, so we've, there's a not top bins, no? No, no. We've got we've got no time for ill discipline on transfer deals on wheels. Um so Right, as everybody knows, nobody should really deduce themselves. Top signing is Jeremy Shakiri. How the fuck this stoke pulled that off? <laughs> right. Snapping my socks up, yeah. How the fuck did Stoke pull that off? Well that was the podcast this week. We talked this this uh, the table as follows, I mean. First game, so it doesn't really matter. Kasabian fans having a riot. Man City, <laughs> Man City, Leicester, Crystal Palace, West Ham, Villa, Liverpool, Man United, all on equal points with three. Wait. Chelsea, Everton, Newcastle, Southampton, Swansea, Watford, Bournemouth, no, sorry, Watford with one, AFC Bournemouth, Stoke City, Tottenham Hotspur, Sunderland, Norwich, <laughs> and uh, wait, 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 who was that? Arsenal. <laughs> is that A R S E N A L? No, it's <laughs> Arsenal. Yeah, good phonetics. Good phonetics. Thank you. Thank you. you spelled that one out. Yeah, and uh, West Brom. Guna up the bottom half of the table next week, of course. So, f- oh, what am I going to say? Next week, what's uh, it? Premier League. Back, back starts on Friday. Start with the first game. Aston Villa, Man United, guys. Scores quickly. Scores predictions. I'm gonna go uh, two on Man United. One no Man United. Just the devil's advocate. 
one nil Villa. Nice. Would it, would it Spain, I don't lose it in the park. Guess, Look at that. No, but it would have surprised me. Trust me. Guess dead top corner header. Valencia right back. <laughs> Johnny Evans next to Rojo. Southampton versus Everton. Ooh. Um, I'm gonna go with who's at home. Southampton. 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 First team time. I'm, um, I'm going for a big score. 4-0 Southampton. Yeah. 4-0 Southampton. I'm going to go Southampton. 2-1 Southampton. I'll go 2-1-2. 2-1 Southampton. Sunderland-Norwich. That's going to be a fucking dreadful game. 2-0 Sunderland. Uh, what? One. Sunderland with a clean sheet. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh wait, no, you missed the ball. No, no, 3-2 Norwich. <laughs> okay. 2-1 uh, Norwich. Yeah. 2-0 Norwich. Swansea-Newcastle. Swansea 3-1 2-0 Swansea 2-0 Swansea Spurs Stoke 2-2 Oh jeez <laughs> Watford West Brom Oh I didn't get to say my prediction Watford West Brom Watford West Brom 2-1 Watford West Brom 1-0 Watford 1-1 uh, one, one. West Ham Leicester 4-0 West Ham <laughs> No bias there, obviously. Yeah. No, five nil West Ham. Oh jeez. Um, <laughs> got your back. <laughs> one one. One. Ah, oh, they had ruined it. Let's do it on four. And of course, the, the big game of the weekend: Crystal Palace Arsenal. Ah, two one Palace. Yeah, I I agree with that. Yeah. I mean, I'll be kind. Two 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 two. I'll be kind. I'll be kind. <laughs> yeah. And this is a little game: Man City Chelsea. If Chelsea play the same way, three. No, three yeah, three one city. That were a hat trick, unfortunately. Three nil. City. One nil Chelsea. If I know <laughs> one thing, it's Mourinho's a bastard for those type of results. The final game of this uh, week missed with match day. Liverpool Bournemouth. Liverpool nil Bournemouth ten. <sighs> Is that with heart or head? I'm feeling that's with heart. Yeah. Heart. Um no no, uh, Liverpool will probably win. Two nil. Three nil. Two nil. I'll go two nil. Liverpool at home aren't they yeah. fucking 4-0 yeah. Liverpool yeah, that is difficult I think 2-3-0 Liverpool definitely let me just say um, if Palace beat Arsenal and Liverpool win this game then uh, be afraid because they come to you next <laughs> oh, it could be the worst start Arsenal had in years three losses on the three losses in a row could be disastrous uh, you're tell- like, a lot of people are telling you oh thank you for listening to the Football Podcast I'm trying to sign out here like, let me shine out, please. Where, where, where can they find us, Michael? <laughs> the greatest team. No, okay. Darryl, we're the greatest team. We're the greatest team. Jeez. Okay. We're just, we're keep, we keep on adding. Yeah, it's, a <laughs> it's a great transfer. It's a great transfer. Yeah, we, yeah we, you can find us first on soundcloud.com slash free in midfield. You can find us on Twitter at free i midfield. Or if you want to type in free in midfield in the no, search box. It's free in midfield. Oh, yeah, no, sorry. Then um, it'll come up. www.freeinmidfield.com. I believe that's the letter with the, the word free. With the, no, with the number three. Number three, yeah. The number three, okay. I just get that right. Um, and anywhere else, Samara? Or is that it? Or oh, oh, expect new articles coming. Yep, to the blog. Oh, on our website, of course. Yeah, um, on the state of how disabled fans are treated around football grounds in the Premier League. Oh, why youth products here are ridiculously overrated and overhyped so you know in my opinion lots of fun things yeah so really deep into this uh, footballing world eh? yeah. a little bit a little bit oh thank you for listening goodbye see ya see you